Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Adair Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is LaCharles and we're so glad you could join us. But before we begin, let us open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for all the various things that you put inside of our lives, Lord. We just thank you for the joy that you have put inside of us, Lord, the joy that we have in each and every moment inside of you, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your goodness, Lord, that is ever prevalent and is always surrounding us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are so glad to have you with us this morning as we dive deeper into the Word and are studying the book of Hebrews. We are continuing our discussion on chapter 3, focusing on verses 1 through 6. So whether you're just joining us for the first time or you're rejoining us, we recommend that you pause the episode and just take the opportunity to read through that section of scripture and make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And at this time, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So we'd like to begin. I would. All right, LaCharles. So the first thing that the Lord was speaking to me about is that when we um, go back up and where it talks about how all houses are built essentially how all things are built but um the one that he's specifically referring to is how the house that jesus is lord over he was building and that's something very important inside um our lives and our lives as believers because most times we think that it's our actions and then the lord just overlays what he wants on top of it we think that we're the essential hard laborers and we just provide the structure and the lord just comes in and does what he does at the end but that's not how it works and that's something very important. <laughs> Moses wasn't building the tabernacle as he thought about it. And the Lord was just adding a few details here and there. Mm-hmm. Moses had to build the tabernacle exactly as the Lord showed him and gave him to build it. That's what was pleasing to the Lord. But that's not how we think of it in modern times. We think, okay, Lord, I'll just set up the framework. I'll put up some two by fours and some rebar. Then, Lord, you just do the rest of it. But that's not how it should be inside of our lives. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to our discussion about how Moses was not as faithful as Jesus because Jesus was building as the Father wanted him to build in every way. Mm-hmm. As I referenced in a previous episode, Moses did did some right things inside of his life, but there's also some times where he he didn't necessarily do what was correct, like in the example of the golden calves, where he said, Lord, don't let your anger burn hot against them. But then the next moment, he's the one letting his anger loose in that moment. That wasn't the correct response to go go to or to enact, but that's the one he chose. But Jesus, we see he never did that. He never said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do what you said to do, then I'm not going to do it. He did everything consistently, regardless of how it looked or felt to his flesh, as we see inside the Garden of Gethsemane. He didn't say, Lord, this is too hard, and I'm going to call myself out back to heaven. He went through with, with the plan all the way through meaning that he wasn't deviating from it from one second. And that's how we should try to, um, try to live our lives. We shouldn't allow ourselves excuses for not enacting what the Lord tells us to enact because we think we're flesh. 
Jesus came in the flesh as well, but he was still able to do that. Yes, while he was still God, the Holy Spirit was leading him into all truth, and he should be leading us as well. So I have a question for you, because you're talking about the house that the Lord is building. Yes. What is the house that the Lord's building? Us, meaning that he's building us up into somewhere where a vessel that could be used for him. Um, we see inside various scriptures where um, Paul refers to being a vessel of honor and dishonor. And we see that we're supposed to be the vessel of honor, the one that the Lord can use to accomplish his will and his plan inside the earth. Like with Moses, he was trusted because he could be used to enact what the Lord wanted to enact. And mama, you constantly bring this up that Moses wasn't reminding the Lord because the Lord is forgetful. He was just using Moses as a um to intercede for the people so that way he can continue along because what they're doing warranted a certain response. Amen. And that's why it seemed like um, Moses had such duality. I know we tend to think that man is the center of everything, which is what you're saying. And we hold the framework. You know, we think we're that little um, pagan statue of Atlas holding the world on his back. You guys remember that? The little man all crumpled over and he's holding the world on his shoulders. That's how we think because we're looking through the lens of sin nature. But God is like, um... (laughs) No, you know, thump that little ball off you, little naked man, put some clothes on, get your mind right, right? Yes. God is the center of all things. So the Lord was not this un unhinged, you know, rage monster needing a little man to calm him down and give him a pacifier to suck and convince God not to do something wrong. God is never going to do anything wrong. He's never out of control. He's never um, outside of love because he is love. So he was giving them a chance, um, Moses, a chance to intercede. And that's why Moses could, in the moment, in the presence of God, go, oh, yes, Lord, you know, I see this because Holy Spirit's helping him and influencing him to be that intercessor. But the moment he gets out of the presence of God, he's going, schmack it, schmack it, you know, the Tasmanian devil, pound sign, at symbol, exclamation point, Mm mm-hmm. (laughs) striking the rock instead of speaking to the rock instead of humbly obeying what the Lord had already said to him. So Moses is the one who operated in duality, not God. And Moses, as you said, was a vessel to intercede for all the people because Moses wouldn't have escaped that himself. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because we love to think, oh, I'm so holy and pious and everybody else is wrong. But understand the penalty of sin is death for everyone. Yes. But even that, God was able to use his intercession on his own behalf. And mm-hmm. Moses didn't die because he didn't he didn't just disobey God. He disrespected the lamb mm-hmm. slain before the foundation of the world. Openly in front of everyone. And he taught the people to rebel against God. It wasn't that the same thing about Ahab? Yes. Did to disrespect God, whether it be sexual immorality or idolatry or, right? That's the same thing he said about Balaam. Put a stumbling, he taught the, um, what was the people group? He taught the Moabites to put a stumbling block in front of the children. Essentially, Balak and his kingdom, he he taught them how to entice the Israelites. Into sin and teach the Israelites how to sin against the Lord. So... God doesn't say, oh, it's okay for you to send Moses, but not everybody else. But God and his great grace and mercy gets that intercession out front. So then when something happens, right, fall into sin, which is 
inevitable for a human being, right? That we would offend the Lord in some way and be deserving of death. God said, I already took care of this and now I can show you mercy. Yeah. He didn't get to go into the promised land, the natural one, but he still got to go be with the Lord. So Mm -hmm. that's a far cry better than what was actually due the action that he took. And of course we always want to minimize that's just a little sin, Lord, but no, no, there's not little sin, big sin. There's sin leading unto death and not leading unto death, which we see disclosed later in the um, new Testament. However, Putting the Lord to an open shame, there there's some consequence atto- uh, attached to that. That's not something to be lightly esteemed. Absolutely. Yes. And we are the house of the Lord. The one, we are the house that's not made by human hands. Amen. Right? That's important for us all to know. We're not made by human hands, as we, we said, I believe, in the previous episode. How the Lord... Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ is the creator of the entirety, right? All the heavens and all the earth. That includes us. And for us, he always purposed and intended to dwell amongst us. Amen. And, and, and with us. And he, he made it more clear in the New Testament. But he says this throughout the entirety of the old. He, right? We brought up Moses and Exodus, right? But he says uh, in Exodus 25, 8, and they are to make a sanctuary for me that so that I may dwell among them. Second Corinthians says it this uh, six sixteen says it this way that what agreement can exist between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. So we have to be prepared and, and to prepare ourselves that means Allowing the Lord to have say, since he's our creator. To do it, say what he says to say, to do what he says to do, to be willing to be obedient. And that obedience demonstrates our love, our faith in him, and our hope in him. So understanding all that, we have to prepare our hearts to receive him. And then to apply him to every area and aspect of our lives. Amen. Oh, I think Layla had something. Oh, the Charles covered it very nicely, and so did Dad. So there's no need to rehash that. Okay. okay. What about you, Bear? Promise. <laughs> well, Dad, as you spoke about us being obedient and how God should be should be building us up, the Lord was reminding me of how that the way we do that is not just by listening to God and whatever He says, doing it in the one instance. But on our free time, continually meditating on what the Lord has given us. That's the only way we can do that. And the Lord reminded me of uh, Joshua. How it said that he never, inside Exodus, it said he he didn't leave the tabernacle. And how the Lord is able to use him. And because he he stayed inside of the the presence of the Lord, the Lord was able to use him completely. The same applies for us. We can't expect to, we can't expect God to use us if we're not willing to be with him all the time. That wouldn't be a friend nor a servant, Hmm. which we are supposed to be. Hmm. Well, I enjoyed what you said about Joshua. And it wasn't just that he remained there. Mm -hmm. It was that he loved being in the presence of God. That's a, a far cry different. And I don't mean love like, um, 
you know how we use it in English and American language. Like, oh, I love pizza. Oh, I love, um, you know, this team or that or the, you know what I mean? It's not that, but he had a genuine longing for and desire and mm-hmm. um, true, sincere love for the presence of God. He wanted it. That's what his, Above his, everything his desire else. was, his prize. And mm-hmm. because of that, God could entrust to Joshua certain things but you compare joshua to the children of israel they ran from the presence of god right and i think one of you brought this up about adam where are you yes mommy so sin nature interferes with the relationship with our relationship with god but then it's not just sin nature in and of itself because joshua was subject to sin nature he was born in the flesh and he had a natural father so did moses however they chose to not be um, hindered. They didn't use that sin nature as an excuse, but they said, my heart is to be with you, God. I'm your family. I'm your household. And they desired to draw near to him. Whereas the children of Israel said, get away from us. Just tell this one who loves to hear your voice over here, talk to him and then let him talk to us. And then we'll do what you say, you know, while they had their fingers crossed behind their back. And I'm not saying this as an insult to the children of Israel, because we are the children of Israel in the sense of we have the same sin nature that they did. It wasn't Mm -hmm. different for them than it is for us. And it wasn't different because of the time, the era or the period of time that they were on the earth, these particular group of children of Israel on the earth from what it is today. So when we love God and we love his presence and we love to hear his voice, then we treat him as such. And I'll see this, God can use a donkey. He's going to get his way accomplished one way or the other. It's just a matter of what side of it you're going to be on. Now, if you want to receive reward from God, which I think is what you were referring to and saying being used by God, that's what you meant, to be a part of God's family and to consistently work as a team member towards the plan and the purpose of God and the earth and let God flow through you. Absolutely. Loving him is a way that you become available to that, not through um, education, not through qualifications bestowed by men, but by a heart towards God that is sincere and pure in loving God and wanting to be with him always. But again, God used a donkey to speak his word and his message when the prophet wouldn't listen. God used Nebuchadnezzar, right? Yes, who was... (laughs) an idolatrizing murderous individual Mm -hmm. and took him a long time to come and bow down and say, okay, Lord, you're God. He literally had to be turned into a wild animal before he humbled himself, but yet God used him for a purpose. You can be used by God and get no reward. And, um, right. Yes. You even look in the gospels where it says people were going to say to him, Lord, Lord, we cast out demons in your name and we healed the sick. We raised the dead. You know, we did all these seemingly spectacular things or these things that seem like it had your signal behind it in your name. And he's going to go depart from me. I never knew you. Why? Because he's not looking at outward things and demonstrations. He can make the rocks cry out and praise the trees clap their hands, but he wants it done from a pure heart and a sincere heart towards him. That's where I'm willing to remain and move in loyalty towards God. That's it. That's it. Ready, willing, and able to follow his instruction or said the way the Lord says it, to be led by Holy Spirit. Amen. Those that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. And to be 
and to love that, Amen. like that that part that is unspoken in that, be led by the Holy Spirit. He doesn't lead anybody grudgingly. Exactly. Because he's just a gentleman. He's not going to twist your arm behind your back and make you say, uncle, uncle, uncle. I mean, he's God. He could do that, but that's not being led by him. He's saying, here I am, right? He calls out and we say, here I am as a response. Follow me, right? That's what yes, he said mommy. to the rich young ruler. Get rid of your idols and follow me. Actually, that's what Moses knew. So I said, where where will we go? No, if you're not if you're not leaving, we're not going to go. Because the Lord initially said, "Hey, well, why don't you guys just go your way?" And he's like, "No, I'll, no, I'll no, do this little no. thing right here because I said I would, but I'm not going to be with you." Yeah, and he's like, "No, no, wherever you go, we're going. Like, we don't want it without you, Lord." Exactly. So so that's what it looked like then, mm-hmm. and and how it was stated then. And by then, I mean in the old or older testament, right? And and you see the way it's described in the New Testament. Those that are led by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. The spirit of promise it was yes. promised back in, well, throughout the scripture, but especially in Joel, right? So let's understand that, which is exactly what Peter references in Acts. It's like, no, this is this is that promise. These people are filled with Holy Spirit. Amen. And uh, just real quickly back to um, Hebrews chapter three, you know, the, I love what you said in the previous episode about... Um, because the writer is talking to Hebrews, he's furthering establishing the that they already knew Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, also here making the distinction because Moses is someone that they held in high esteem is almost like they treated Moses as equal to God. When you, when you look back at a lot of things that were said and how they, oh, I'm going to kill you because you blasphemed the law of Moses. Well, the, Mo- the law didn't come from Moses. And it was... Well, even, even at the Mount of Transfiguration... Right, you have Peter, James, and John. Mm-hmm. Should we make three tabernacles? One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah? Right. And, and even though the, there is a, a near worship of Elijah. Right. You know, in certain feasts, they sit a cup of, in modern day, a, a they set a cup, right. of, cup of alcohol out for Elijah to come like Santa Claus and drink it. And then the kids are really sneaking and drinking it. Mm-hmm. I had a, <laughs> we have a, a friend who shared that with us, a Jewish friend who shared that with us. Mm-hmm. But even the, the habit of setting a cup out for Elijah as though he's God, as though he has the right and the ability to go, I'm going to traverse the earth in my spirit form and I'm going to come and go and walk. Through. That's not Elijah. Nope. He's nope. a fellow servant. Amen. God, and he doesn't want your wine, uh, to be sure. Um <laughs> God is the one who is, and the the Messiah is God. So God has the ability to come and go as he pleases. You know what I mean? Like um, make a decision about that and traverse and walk back and forth. Since the Lord is uh, omnipresent, so everywhere, all at once. Absolutely. But we saw in Genesis the Lord walking and talking with Abraham, things like that. So what he's saying here in three is Christ has preeminence. He's more important than mm-hmm. Moses. Moses isn't the maker of the house. He's just a fellow servant in the house. This is the maker of the house who has come to you and receive him. You need to receive him because this is his place. This is his authority. And this is his preeminence and dominion. And just explaining that to them in terms that they would understand. So for an unbeliever, talking about Moses doesn't really matter too much, if you know what I mean, like, or talking to the Gentiles or the nations of the day, the Greeks don't know too much about Moses. Right. But the, the Jewish people know who Moses is and have placed high esteem on them. So he's going, this one is way greater, like not even close in the ballpark of greatness. Mm-hmm. So if you thought Moses was something, way do you see Jesus Christ? Because he's the son of God and he is way above what you think about Moses. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today.
And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for the preeminence of Christ in our lives, Lord, and in everything. We thank you that you are above all and all and through all, Lord, all things good, that is. And we thank you for your faithfulness, your mercy, your compassion, and your patience that you've shown towards us, Lord, when we turned our backs to you, Lord, and ran away from you. So we come before you, Lord, and we bask in your presence, and we receive the word that you've spoken to us today, Lord, and we apply it. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' amen. almighty amen. name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.